awi. That's a good question. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, but like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> identify yourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, um, since the last person um came on, uh, kind of late, uh, we could call him like cock gobbler or something. <laughs> Wait, two seconds. <laughs> cock gobbler for the last person who came on since he was uh-huh. late. Oh, gobbler yeah. for short. Sure. Yeah, gobbler for sure. I think that'll work. Wait, wait, wait gobbler. gobbler. Yeah, gobble, gobble. I don't know. This first thing I can't mind. Well, you know, since you choose, since since I was the last person and my name has not officially been um called the gobbler, yeah. I should reciprocate <laughs> and call him Froggy. You know, from um the devil. No, wait, that's Foggy, but now nah, Froggy. Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I'll 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 live with that. That's fine. Oh, I'll call you Mr. Briefcase. <laughs> All right, I, I can live with that. And um, why though? Oh, because I had a briefcase. You can't remember I had a briefcase at one point. Yeah, the briefcase. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'll leave this for this man. They they found out. What 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 about speed? Okay. Cool. Cool. So, Speed, Mr. Briefcase, Froggy, and the Gobbler. <laughs> cool. Uh, what happened today? Today we had, um, well, in, in Trinidad, we had nothing really, but yesterday we had the, the whole shutdown of um, the restaurants and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So, we were supposed, I know we wanted to talk about Double well, and KFC. First of all, were you all thought of the um, shutdown? Like, you think it was too sudden? Or you think it should have been done, like, immediately? Or you think they should have given them, like, uh, like a couple days or something? <laughs> um, for me, I, I think... Well, I always wanted to, them to just hit a state of emergency from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, with leaving the... I think uh, I don't think that's very clear on all the things you say the emergency will declare. I know your civil rights um suspended. Not, yeah, suspended. And um but if they had like essential services running and a curfew imposed, I would have been fine with that. Mm. Um because the stay at home it it now working out with these Trinidadian folks. So my take was that they should have hit it from the beginning. And I think if they did that, we would not have uh, as many numbers as we have now. Maybe fewer. But I think that the numbers that they're putting out are not accurate representations of what might, new numbers might be. I think it might be a little bit more. I think it should you be mean, significantly more. The, the wait, wait, you mean... Cases. What do you mean by that? Though? You mean that like, it should be more numbers they're reporting, or it have more people that... Um, that have it and they just don't know? Uh, I think it have more people that have it and just don't know. Partly being because those people are not getting tested because they don't have enough uh, testing kits. But uh, another bit because I think uh, some people would have come in contact with a lot of other people in the public and there might be, I think there might be some asymptomatic people walking around and just not some... Um, getting tested, I should really pull up the percentages of people who live in with it asymptomatically, though, and mm. see if it's a big figure or not. Let's see if I can do that. Mm. Yeah, young Jamie to pull it up. 
<laughs> I think um I think the 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 average figures was two percent infected. I don't know if that was symptomatic or asymptomatic, but that was like the figure. Um, I think that was like a global figure of infected persons. Say that one more time. Two percent of the population. So uh-huh. who has like, two? Well, yeah. Um, so whatever the population of Trinidad is, two percent mm-hmm. is more than likely the amount that probably going to be infected. Oh, going um, to be infected. Okay. Yeah, and out of that two percent, um, twenty percent of that two percent should die. Mm. And mm. how much um that would go to? So I think in Trinidad, our population is um. 1.4 million, so 2% is about 28,000 people should be infected, and roughly one-fifth of that is about 5,000, 6,000 people they're expecting to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what's, I don't know what's the growth rate, though, like, what's the exponential curve to predict, like, how far we are along reaching that 28,000 people? Because mm-hmm. right now we're only at um, 100, right? 108, 109 cases. About 108, officially, yeah. officially. Oh, officially. Um, yeah, I think it might be 108. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 108. But um, I really don't think the the state of emergency. Um. Oh wait, but the state of emergency, you're kind of basically enforcing people to stay home rather than it being optional as it is right now. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I I think it should not have been optional because people. Uh, from my experience, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, people just don't really care, uh, especially in the last, like even in the last week, mm-hmm. which uh, I think from Monday last week they they started it, right? They started to stay at home. And, just, yeah, mm-hmm. so sorry, yeah, but just for clarification, say great. Um, your the reason why you know about this is because you run a small business in a high traffic area. Uh, yeah, I run a small business in a high traffic area and it's a considered an essential uh, service. Well, and yeah. I've seen a significant amount of people there because, uh, well, the commodities that we deal with. <laughs> so there's been like every day I'm seeing people. Well, t- today was kind of slow, but last week people would come up and they would line up they would forget about social distancing they didn't really care mm-hmm. um i put uh, measures in place in my spot but the business uh, on, uh the other business on the compound uh the people there would just disregard social distances that would just go through the door for them and they didn't care. Some of them were kind of aggressive as to the measures that they put in place. Like they would want to know well, why they have to line up outside, why they can't come inside. And, you know, they were, some of them were kind of aggressive. Everybody had their opinion. Everybody's an expert on something. And it was is just kind of, mm-hmm. it was difficult. Is it like um, those people who more like, um, you know, put up some kind of sort of offense? Is it more like, um, would you say they're more like older people or? people middle age or younger people yeah a significant amount of the what's the word recalcitrant population <laughs> was the older older folk like people over 50 definitely the really really older people they were terrible to deal with young people kind of understood and young people would would practice the social distance so like when the when other people would come around them they would move out of the way because you know yeah they don't want to get so 
that's, that's one um, that's true that's, yeah that's the same from like um from my perspective here in the mm-hmm. states um yeah. i i the before the stay-at-home orders were so um strictly enforced here in the states you could have still go out for walks like last week and stuff um even though i went out for walks and it had like other people walking with me and walking the dog um the moment you come like within like 20 feet you just kind of like lock eyes with the person and then you just kind of mutually decide hey where are you gonna go and where am i going to go to maintain this six feet <laughs> and it's like a yeah. sort of like unspoken mutual agreement of like where to go it's it's pretty cool I could not see this happening in Trinidad at all. I could see people looking at each other and getting cuss out because they would be um, thinking it's some sort of discriminatory um, thing mm-hmm. that you're doing against them. I would like to have that experience where you meet somebody and you kind of like lock eyes and I'll be like, okay, I'll go this way. And you fall in love with them? You fall in love with them in a COVID place. <laughs> I have an interesting theory though. Um, so... Well, I didn't really look at much statistics on the um, on the age of people. Yeah. But what if it's a lot more older people getting infected because, um, you know, they really understand what's going on. Yeah. And then that's why we have so much more people dying. The same thing happening up here too. Like when I went to the grocery, a younger person would watch in the aisle and see, okay, two other people there, let me not go in this aisle now. And, but then when I went to cash, we had this guy who was older than me. And he wanted to like come up in my personal space and watch why I buy and all kind of thing. And he was doing like the whole thing as a joke to him. Like, uh, he don't understand why people get on so on. Like if it's just like a normal flu that you get over with. Yeah, like he find um people like okay, we had tape in the grocery, right? So you have to keep a like a, they have guidelines on how far to keep from the other people. Yeah, like demarcations on the ground, like stand up here, stand up here, stand up here. Right, right. And he was just like ignoring that and kind of scoffing at us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I met people like that. Yeah, and um, um, Froggy, in your business, um, mm-hmm. anybody, do you have the same system on the floor where you have like demarcations where people should stand? I actually do have demarcations, but my space is kind of small, and I only allow. I well, first I started only allowing four people in the store at a time. Then I dropped it to three, and now I kind of drop between three and two, uh, as long as the people inside know how to space themselves out in it. So, okay, I try to encourage them when they come in to just keep at a distance. Uh, but I'm I have to go get uh like a caution tape to run in front of my counter. I put up these uh, plexiglasses in front of my counters so that uh, the cash registers and stuff do, uh, they can have a guard of protection. Okay. I want to put, yeah, I want to put another, like a caution tape so people keep a further distance from it. And I was thinking about sort of maybe running the tape in a certain way to kind of make people line up in certain spots or something, but without having to put marks on the ground for where people should stand but uh, i think i'll just minimize it to two people at the store at a time so you know um just one more question that concerns mm-hmm. um like how you re- how, how you respond to the situation um you have like uh, um so I- i'm familiar with the layouts of your yeah, establishment you've been there, yeah. right mm-hmm. so um I know there's like this door to to walk in. Um, it's completely transparent, so you could see what's inside. Um, it have 
Um, so the only way to communicate from inside the store to outside the store is through signs. You have any signs like up on the glass at the points of entry telling them that you have the system in place? Yeah, I have a sign put up uh, saying uh, that we uh, we well the other business that's on the compound they put up a sink uh, for people to wash their hands right outside. Oh, so I good. put up a I put up a notice, uh, two notices. One of them is the is uh, like a infographic that the minister helped put out on how to wash your hands properly. So there's that. Uh, well, it's actually there's. It's how to wash your hands, how to cough properly in the crooked elbow, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then my notice says, uh, you know, we only allow X amount of people, keep your children out of the store, uh, practice social distancing and wash your hands, that kind of thing. Okay. And uh, with mm-hmm. that sign, um, did you have like any sort of um, negative reactions or people like disregarding the sign? Uh, I've had a lot of people completely not reading the sign at all. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah. Usually, sometimes when people when they read it, they just they they read it, they look at the store, and then they look as if they want to walk away. But you know, <laughs> I don't really care if they need to come in, they'll come in. If they want to go somewhere else, that's fine. They should I mean, be home anyway. Yeah, you're looking <laughs> out for their health and your health. Too. I am exactly I'm looking out for their health, but these people, they're they don't really know that, so. It's, it's scary because, like, here in the States, it's, like, everybody realized that um, how how detrimental it could be because the figures, I think, right now is close to, um, in the state I am in, it's, like, mm-hmm. close to um, 800 deaths every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, at least like five thousand new infections every day. Right. Oh yeah, I saw that the in the US. Um, like I was looking at the chart and uh, the number that's kept uh, climbing up, whereas in most other countries they're starting to plateau. But in the US, yeah. it just kept climbing. Yeah. Sorry. Did that? Did did we mention that you were in the US? I guess we. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, I mentioned okay. that we were in the US. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And Mr. Briefcase is in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I thought you would see where he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, just real quick, right? Uh, I'll give you the website just now, but it was saying that um, a lab in Iceland was reporting that as many as 50% of our cases could be symptomatic. I, I couldn't find good figures. Um, and uh, this Diamond Princess cruise ship, 18% of the infected passengers were asymptomatic. Um and the CDC director estimated that 25% of people with the virus may be asymptomatic. But could those are just, not. Mm-hmm. Could you just explain what is asymptomatic? Asymptomatic meaning they tested positive for the uh, COVID 19 virus, uh, but they are not having any symptoms like no coughing, no shortness of breath, that kind of thing. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So you mean these people? living their normal lives completely unaware that they're carrying this virus on them. Uh, yeah. yeah. If no indication not... whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, once or twice, they might probably get like a, a dry cough or something, but uh, nothing significant really uh, to say that they, it, you know, afflicting them mm-hmm. or, you know, that, it, that they, their normal body functions have changed. 
uh, let's say like they're having like fevers and that kind of thing. And, interesting. Yeah. Why would somebody become asymptomatic and somebody would become like it would affect them? Well, like, what's the difference? Well, uh, okay, well, it's kind of dependent on the person and their, their uh, body type and that kind of thing. Well, I think for everybody is different and yeah, how your immune response is, is different. Coronal, okay. Coronavirus is a is a common cool virus that's been around for a really long time. Yo, I guess you all know this already. Um, no, I don't so, know this. this. This is new information for me. I always thought it was like um, uh, a virus that related to SARS. And uh, um, because of that, I thought like, you know, my perception is SARS was like this real deadly virus going around back in 2006, 2007, I think. And yeah. it was killing people. So yeah. if you ever got SARS, you know, it was kind of probably likely to die. Yeah. Well, this is the nineteenth version of the virus, right? I can't remember, but coronavirus is a broad spectrum too. Uh, they have like different um, sorts. I guess you could say species, yeah, strains, and yeah. So SARS-CoV-1 is the SARS virus that you know, and the name of this virus is SARS-CoV-2. S A R S. So what is the nineteen for? Uh, nineteen means uh, oh, so uh. Uh, novel coronavirus 2019 because it was okay. uh, recognized in I think December 2019. This one Shit. that came out. I thought, I thought it was the 19th version of the virus. Um, <laughs> nah, I think they have like probably <laughs> different strains that was out. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, but what I was saying, right? So, so well, it is related to SARS because they're all under the same family. It becomes like um. Uh, one is a Bengal tiger and one is a, uh, I don't know, another type of tiger, but they're both tigers. So same, same family of viruses. Um, the, what I was saying was that the coronavirus is like a, is like a regular kind of common cold virus, right? And if, I, I know if you all ever had that, sometimes the, the symptoms would vary. Like sometimes you might get really bad where you're having sneezing, coughing, fever, and you're just feeling like shit. And then sometimes you, you might just get like a sore throat and after a couple of days, you're okay. So it kind of varies with, uh, I guess, for one, how much of it you're exposed to and how your immune response deals with it. Um, that makes real sense though, because um, throughout like my whole life, I feel I get like infection. So I'm like real... Shit, I don't know why. Maybe I just unhygienic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I used to get like these these colds and viruses, and it would hit me like real hard. I would I would probably um go to sleep at night with and wake up with a vir- with a with a fever near like forty degrees Celsius when I check it when I wake up because I'm gonna like why am I feeling like delirious and um like I'm about to die right now and after. Like two days are good, and that that would happen maybe like two weeks in a row, and I was like, wow. So I think I don't know my immune system kind of different, and I suspect that would be um, for everybody who exposed to their unique cocktail of life and their viruses and um, yeah, pathogens. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, all the measures that they put in place is um, how you should act if you were to get like a regular coronavirus. But um, I guess with, it's not because it's not so 
uh, that well, it is deadly, but uh, because it's not so serious uh, before in the past, uh, it's not stuff that people regularly talk about. So the ways that we deal with it now is how you can deal with like a, a regular virus. Um, I don't know if I don't know if any of you were like exposed to like young children or babies or something who are sick, and then like they cough or something, and then you end up getting sick, and sometimes you get sick really badly. And you're like, well, because sometimes that happens to me. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, how did I get sick? Like, as a big man, like, how I get some, how I get some little Mickey Mouse germ virus and this had me feeling down. Like, I, I have, as a big man, it's a big man immune system. But it's more because of the, uh, how the virus spread. Because, uh, like, with children and stuff, like, they might be coughing and sneezing and wiping their hands and putting the shit all over the place. And so, like, you're more likely to come in contact with it. And then um, naturally your hands go to your face. That's just part of human behavior. And um, then it goes into your respiratory tract and stuff and then you get infected. But um, yeah, but everybody's immune system is different. So it, uh, they deal with it differently. And uh, yeah, I guess everybody's physiology is different too. So, and well, uh, some people, the people who, a lot of people who get, who fall in victims it, the older people and stuff, people with um, uh, underlying conditions, more specifically diabetes and high blood pressure, they have a lot of trouble with it. Um, you're familiar with um, Kuz Gas? Is this YouTube page that is YouTube channel that is do um, these cool kind of videos where like they kind of animated and um, they did one on the coronavirus, which was real informative, is explain how uh, how the virus get into your lungs and um, how it spread and how your immune system is deal with it. And uh, what happens is that sometimes your immune system as well as do damage to you. Um, the the cells, the white blood cells that uh, for the antibodies, the ones that deal with the coronavirus uh sometimes in attacking those they kind of attack the healthy cells that line the lungs and stuff so uh it ends up worsening your condition even more fucking shit up always oh just for clarity um you speaking with this um with certain authority what gives you the right to speak with this on speak on this topic with such like certain authority um are you a medical professional (laughs) (laughs) i my work is in the in the healthcare field i deal with uh yeah yeah yeah, it's in the healthcare field i could be a nurse i could be a doctor you know i could be a dentist i don't know so so we could like we could definitely rely on your opinion with um some certain amount of surety right (laughs) um yeah if you want to i i mean no yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's cool that's cool i wouldn't oh yeah because I mean, you I'm, seem like really knowledgeable about this so i just you know i find that mean, for I, people i could be i could just be putting up a front you know i could just be pulling that shit out of my ass but, yeah. <laughs> i i'd like to think with some certainty i i am some kind of healthcare professional yeah yeah so i think well, um just mm-hmm. just to recap like th- th- this last session was we started off with um asking the question if the um, if you agree with the state of emergency or not, and we went to, and we segue into um, your um, enterprise, and from there we flowed on to <laughs> to where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, just by the way, uh, 
Our own minister has turned Xiao Xing. Uh huh. Um, you ever listen to the way he say he's pronounced some Kafu? No. No. Uh, okay. I I uh, I can't listen to um readily listen to like the press conference. I just have to really really rely on our media releases. All right. Okay. Okay. I know you don't want to like it's like Kafu. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Carful, <laughs> like even convent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. When they um, I I I think in the, the press release today, they said they were increasing or they were now allowing private um labs to be um certified to run these tests, and these labs would be certified by Carful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he mentioned that. Um, he mentioned that he wanted he, they would have to get certification from Kafa because, uh, prior to this, um, Ka- uh, Kafa was doing the the testing for the COVID nineteen. Uh, oh, so the name of the virus is SARS Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. Syndrome. SARS CoV two. And the disease caused by it is COVID nineteen. Um, but everybody, well, the more colloquial term is coronavirus. Um, anyways, uh, so the the COVID nineteen tests, uh, was the official government body for it. But uh, certain other labs, like um, I think Saint Augustine Medical Lab, they had the correct equipment to use to to test for the um for the COVID nineteen virus. Um. But for some reason, I don't know why the government wouldn't um recognizing them as an official body because they were only dealing with um the Kafa Institute, which is the Caribbean Public Health Agency, C E R P E G Kafa. Um so but like uh so I think it was Saint Augustine Medical Lab, they put into out in the papers last week saying that, you know, they have the correct equipment to do it and they're trying to do their part to help people. Um, by you know assisting with you know helping to test people for the virus, um, so I don't know why the Ministry of Health wouldn't you know utilizing these private institutions as well. I think um, I think what the the government did by having like you know um, uh, I think Alpha is a multinational lab, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so. Honestly, I think they did the the proper thing of uh, um, using this regional um, lab first to to have like these verified results. But right. um, I think maybe they took a little too long to bring yeah. in these local qualified labs to to to, mm-hmm. to assist with testing. Right. Um, I think it it may have been it it would have been a misstep if they engage these um local medical institutions immediately without without um having like you know um a baseline uh, um what the process would be like and the only way to probably establish that was with the um the SCAFA, the regional medical lab that that's just my thoughts mm, it just yeah. probably take out too long to bring in. The, the private sector inserts. Yeah, yeah, that that's more likely. Probably. Wow. Um, but how we started talking about these people? Who is making fun of the pronunciation of Kafa? Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. that's right. Uh, but going back to like where we started, right? We started with um like 
All right, so let's go back to like the beginning where we started. Um, where Froggy was talking about how um, <laughs> we need a we need a state of emergency. Right. But oh yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's kind of like a state of emergency, but not really, because I'm not to go out to. Yeah. Uh, but going back to even that when they announced that the um, you know, the restaurants and stuff would be closed. Uh, you think it was too. Like, you think it was, they should have given the restaurants more time, or they should, like, just close it immediately? To me, I think, like, if they close it immediately, um, they wouldn't have, like, all this rush of people going. Because now, like, you know, you know, for sure, well, there's a very good chance that in the next 14 days, we have, like, a spike of cases. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think they, sh- they should have, uh, um, that's tough because, um, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's tough because I, uh, there's the same situation with these states, I think, where on the one hand, you have, you know, people, people lives, but on the other hand, you have um, uh, the economy, like people's jobs and stuff on the line. And I think, you know, well, to, to, to close down businesses, uh, well, depending on for how long, would put some people home, put some people who just work in like like people on the breadline, you know, make it difficult for them and stuff like that. And um, I think that would uh, contribute to possibly maybe some upsurges in criminal kind of acts. I don't I don't know if, I don't know how it is in the states you in um, Goblo and briefcase, but uh, I don't know if that's what they were trying to not do. Um, so it's, it's a tough kind of decision. Um, I I was I kind of a, I don't know if it's a biased opinion, but I like to just if I was the prime minister, I like to put put a firm hand on things, like drop a state of emergency one time because of how serious the situation is, so it doesn't get any more situation um, any more uh, worse. Uh, kind of like the New York governor, uh, governor and how he was saying that uh, yes, people line people lives on the line, and that's more important than the economy taking a hit. And we, I think, we should have probably closed on the businesses much earlier, even if it meant um, taking a hit uh, economic wise. Um, it would. Uh, I don't think we would have been at the state we are now because uh, we had a lot of people rushing in large numbers everywhere and that's um I think that was contributing that might have been contributing to the numbers. Um if they had done it at, like effectively at the right time, announced it at the right time, uh putting in the state of emergency, forcing uh police and probably I guess we'd still have some army to help manage uh, places like the banks and supermarkets and that kind of thing, pharmacies, to make sure people adhere to the rules, then things could have been different because given people the freedom, people just didn't really care, didn't take it seriously and ended up doing shit anyway. But that's, but that's, that's my opinion. I hope I explain myself properly there. Um, so, uh, and to go back to everything, I think they should have closed the businesses down, like the restaurants and stuff, earlier, and not given people the choice to to think about, hey, maybe I should go and 
and buy three weeks food to KFC chicken, yeah, and cause trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I yeah. don't know. So, um, from the state's perspective, uh, even up to now, they didn't call. Uh, right. No, actually, that's a lie. That is a lie. I think. Um, I think. Uh, three weeks ago, New Jersey called a state of emergency. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's if its implications is the same. Um, as it is in Trinidad, where your constitutional rights in Trinidad is suspended, and the rights and and you basically bestow um, the rights of um, a police onto the army. I don't think it's that drastic here in the states and okay. in the states in the case of um, New Jersey and its state of emergency. Um, but what they did is that they slowly start to, um, not slowly, is within maybe like uh, two or three days, they, they identified what were the essential businesses. And then um, even though all these businesses were classified were essential, there were businesses that were more essential than the others. So they basically closed down those non-essential, essential businesses as well. <laughs> so um, like liquor stores and stuff. I think they closed down. Um, right. Strange enough, uh, liquor stores here were considered um, essential. Essential. Yeah, because apparently people needed to get the booze to survive. <laughs> Over here too, they were um, that's on the week store. Yeah. Was essential, but last I think Sunday that stopped. Right. Uh, they, they start closing the the non-essential essentials. Exactly. That's cool. But they did it. Um, in, here in the states, it is over like um maybe a period of like three or four days when they realized that, you know, these figures continued to climb and still climbing, even though here um, people would generally adhere to social distancing rules. Um, but I guess here in the States, people tend to be a bit more, um, I guess they, they're more, they, they're quicker obey the law mm. and the rules and regulations because um, the nice thing about it, well, not the nice thing, the sad thing about it is that um, the figures here in the states climbed rapidly. So within one day, you had one death. The next day, it was three deaths in that night. And the day after, it was like 10 deaths. And then the fourth day, you were hearing deaths like 50 or 60 people dying. And I think because of that, that sudden escalation um, in the number of deaths, particularly, and cases as well, um, it really... Um, hit people home that be like, hey, this is something we need to pay serious attention to. And I think in Trinidad, there it, it seems to have like, you know, this conspiracy theory that, you know, the government isn't reporting the true number of cases, um, which I, I I am biased to believe in as well, based on the reported amount, the reported way how they test for, for these um, positive cases. Um, being based on people who have um, a travel history oh, and who were in direct contact with someone who has a travel history and it stops there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, our information is skewed. I, I personally believe my opinion is that the, the information is skewed. Um, but because maybe because if they are doing that and people don't have a true picture of um, the rate at which things is escalating um 
the population is behaving like this. They think it's like just a normal cold or just a flu. Because uh, um, when I arrived here, um, it was basically, I think, within the third or fourth day of New York reporting its first uh, cases of COVID-19. And um, I, I was there to see, like, okay, how it escalated from, like, uh, almost like, um, oh, hey, this is a, th- this could be a cold. We could just pass it off to being like, oh, my God, stay home. Otherwise, if you go out, you're going to die or kill someone close to you. Yeah. 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 Was the situation like right now in Canada? Yeah, some, I think um, Canadians are a bit more docile. So it kind of limits the spread of things. Also to the population in that city, lower than the states now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was a lot more manageable. Like right now, I think I have the figures here somewhere. Uh, we don't have that much more. Let me see. Right. Uh, Ontario. You said, oh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, he said that he was a good moist. Oh, okay. He said something. Okay, go ahead. Where's your Oh, no, that he, he wasn't going to retaliate against the US for hijacking their um, their Trump ship, not a mass. Because they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian story, you know, pop up fights, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Good what I was hearing though is that um maybe it wouldn't be like you know a, a legal fight, but uh 3M who makes the majority of like these N95 and yeah. surgical masks um is a US based company and the strange thing I think um, just through like the grapevine, I'm not too sure how accurate it is. Is they were saying that uh, um, they actually saw some of the filter materials used in the mask from Canada because Canada mm-hmm. has the I don't know the patents or the uh, I don't know the the means for making this particular type of material to filter um, for viruses yeah. and and they sell it to. Uh, Trium in the States, which then exports it back to Canada to use. So even though he might like p- pick a fight with uh, the States being like, hey, you know, you could keep the masks that you have already. It's like, we could just probably stop exporting your raw material. Right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. So the, um, the total here is 4,725 um, cases and 153 deaths in Ontario in Ontario alone. Yeah. But in the last oh. day, it's like 379 new cases reported. So it, the number of cases still can arise. That was pretty good compared to uh, the States. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so people not panic buying or anything? Like, what's the behavior of the people like in the States, mm-hmm. even though like it's so they're docile? Like, what's the mm-hmm. reality of it like on the floor in a grocery, in a liquor store? In Canada? Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. So like when I went, um, it wasn't that bad. It was like people was kind of staying away from each other for the most part. And you would look into an aisle if they have a little bit more people than you, than you want to be around. You kind of just skip the aisle for now. And, um, but the people who were ignoring that is like younger fellas who on like their phone and thing and just kind of roaming around the, the grocery. Mm. And they're not really looking around for anything around them. And then like the older people, some of them like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides other people, just like walking around. Is that siren loud? I could mute it for now. Are there any siren? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll just mute it. Yeah. 
Oh, so we just not gonna hear him for all of it. Oh, oh, I guess we can oh, 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 he muted his own mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't know how instead of the um, <laughs> I, I thought it was like some sort of alarm. It's like, wait, it's not like, 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 you know, God powers. Well, let me just mute the, the police. Like, yeah, just, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. You're in my, um, my broadcast, man. <laughs> but the, uh, on that note, though, the um, smoke alarm, not the smoke alarm, the actual fire alarm for the whole building went off yesterday or the day before, something like that. And I was like, nah, I, I know about it, I know that. Because 99.9% of the time there's a false alarm now. Oh, sure. So okay. I was like, if I walk down, then I rung all these potentially COVID people all in the stairwell and all that kind of thing. Then he's had a crowd around outside until the fire brigade come and disable the alarm. So yeah, I just, I bank on it being a false alarm and thankfully it was true. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they take it off like within 15 minutes or something. But okay. imagine you being real careful, right? And then you get COVID for some dumb reason like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that that sounds like like something um my father would say. He he say um you know he he lived uh, his life to this ripe old age. It would be um he's not gonna do anything dumb to die now. <laughs> the people that you deal with, how they feel about it, like they. Have I expressed any kind of uh, fear or anything? Or yeah, fear? actually, uh, every day we kind of be a little bit worried because, um, so I was saying with some family, uh, specifically my aunt and uncle, and, uh, um, well, my aunt retired, but my uncle um, still works and he is an essential worker. Mm. And has to go to work uh, every day and uh, meet generally meet the the public. So he he is on like uh, the front lines, but not in a medical profession. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. And um. So, but he 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 does interact with um a high volume of people. Um, a high volume right. of the public. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I mean, he they, yeah, he is exposed, and uh, he, um, I, I think, well, his employers, uh, they have deployed like, um, some of the strictest, uh, um, measures they could take for protecting their employees because of the nature of their business, um. But it still really doesn't um, completely protect them. So what they did, they ruled out like additional measures to sort of isolate their employees from the public. But even self, um, there's still the possibility of getting infected, which one of his co-workers actually did. And they had to um, mm. isolate that um, yeah. whole department and do like this thorough um, sanitization for the whole day and everyone and all kind of thing. So, uh, it, it's, it's funny because like my uncle, he kind of have like the allergies to another spring. So all the pollen and thing coming out. So every time like he sneezes, we just kind of like, oh, get me like palpitation. It's like, oh my God, is it like, <laughs> is it allergies or is it COVID? Is this the day? You all have yeah. considered, um, like, Maybe, like, I don't know if you have, like, if you have 
additional families or something, but like maybe putting them in one house and everybody moving to like this next house or something. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> um. Well, the like isolate have... from everybody uh, else. Um. I guess the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, the answer to that is no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because um, the different All houses, born. people have uh, uh, their own lives to live, and they have their their own um, essential and some non-essential workers who still have their jobs because they can't work from home. So I think that would okay, okay. upset too much the dynamics of these people's lives, and yeah, kinda, yeah. Uh, financially speaking, is is kind of already precarious. Mm. Mm. But even like in in um, the house you all in, do you like maybe I let him just stay in one room or? Uh, no, cause I guess that's kind of like inhumane. Cause could you imagine <laughs> just like uh, you being exposed and going to work and then coming home and just staying in one room all the time, uh, no interaction with anybody, and uh, um. I think the reason he, he, he has that um, mentality is because um, out of all of us, he he is the most vulnerable because uh, he is over 60 and uh, he has um, underlying health conditions. So uh, more than likely, if anyone should be like severely infected, it the, the person with the highest chance of the, the person with the highest risk is him. So I think he kind of just like come to that sort of agreement with life. Yeah. Yeah. So he just kind of take it and be like, well, whatever happens, happens. And uh, generally, I think uh, um, we kind of adopt that same attitude too. It's like right. you could do everything that um, that you could do, and uh, if uh, if we get it then we get it and we would have to live with it i mean we do do um we do sanitize like all the um frequently touched surfaces and um we sanitize like before we enter the, ho- the house and um like close everyone outside we wash it immediately these things like all these practices um just to be on the safe side so yeah yeah um so it's like okay if if if, if, if we get it, it's not because of a lack of um, vigilance in keeping it away. It, it, it would probably have to be with like, like a, a fluke of nature or um, karma, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Because, um, you know, I have a similar thing. I, um, I mean, I'm watching this since um, January and uh you know i think to myself you know at some point it's gonna return that i want to return that i'm like uh okay i am out here and i exposed to all these people more than likely i'm probably going to get that and in accepting that reality it kind of helped me deal a bit with the with the fear and the panic and made me worry a little bit less i mean there were times when i did have uh, a little bit of a breakdown when um I think sometimes I thought I was getting some some sons of fire. But um once the once you figure away it's like you you accept it, hey, well uh you know my there's a lot of things in the universe I don't have control over and if it happens this way, you know, so be it. But um I still gonna try my best, you know, and uh take do all the necessary requirements and stuff to make sure uh, as much as possible 
I don't get it. I don't spread it to the people that, you know, I love. But um, I'll still, you know, whatever happens, happens. So, yeah. You know, and yeah. I totally um could relate to you that because I had like a, a, a like almost a serious anxiety attack maybe sometime uh late last week because um one night I woke up and I was like I had like a slight fever and um well at least I thought I had a slight fever and I felt like my throat feeling kind of funny and I was like oh shit I I, I probably get it. And, um, like, uh, and I checked, like, the temperature outside. It was, like, 6 degrees, but I was, like, I was feeling, like, real hot. 6 degrees Celsius, sorry. And I was yeah. feeling, like, really hot. And uh, I was, like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, I feel I have it. And I started, I get this, like, full-blown panic attack. It's, like, am I going to die? It's, like, you know, I was kind of borderline pre-diabetic. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, my heart not really all that great. It's like, am I going to die? Is this going to be me? And I, I already have, like, uh, <clears throat> I suspect I have, like, um, like uh, uh, respiratory problems. Yeah. It's like, I, I probably, like, slightly has not. Like... But wait, Gobla, right? Being, um, being away from home, right? That kind of mm-hmm. exacerbates some of the panic. Because, like, if I get sick, there's a different story to it happening. So, yes, actually, all that crossed my mind. So, I was like, you know, if I get sick here, and that was like some of that, that, that really, um, yeah, like I say, exacerbated the panic. Because if I get, if I get sick here, um, yeah. I'm not too sure if my insurance covered medical treatment over here. Right. Um, mm. I think it does, but I think it's only for like a, a, a not a too substantial amount compared to what you know these states is usually tra- charge for uh healthcare. so yeah. yes that 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 did cross my mind um mm. so while i know i have insurance i probably think it's also not enough so that also led me to be like you know what uh if i get it and i'm in the hospital um hopefully even even if it's bad and you know i have to die here I, and that's what come to i would just have to accept that wait i have a question how far mm-hmm. into it, you know, you have to be hospitalized. You know what I mean? Like, how much can you treat at home? That kind of thing. I think it's when you can't breathe. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's when yeah. you have breathing difficulties. Uh, so, yeah. so I have uh, uh, my cousin's husband. He works Uber, right? So he, he drives his car for Uber full time. Yeah. Um, about uh, two weeks ago, um, he got it. It was confirmed. Um, he he had it, yeah. and um, when he well when he got tested and he confirmed he had it, um, there was like well all he could do is stay home, treat it like a regular virus, uh, self quarantine. Um, everybody in the house have to self quarantine, but you especially. Yeah. And um, his his report like when we called him to find out how he was going and stuff. Um, he said it was like a. It was like a fever, like a bad fever, um, but it came and go in waves. So like it came mm-hmm. on like really bad, and then like you wake up the next day, you feel kind of okay, a little bit better, and then you go to sleep and like probably wake up back with worse than fever. Um, it was like a cycle again, like on and off, on and off until um, he um, he right now he no longer has um, fever or symptoms. But yeah. um, I think the only way they could uh, um, I think the the, the 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 way to classify it as being recovered is being seven days without um testing positive. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. So we still within that uh, period to see if um, that seven days to see if he um, tests positive. So he lives alone, or yeah. With so people. he has a wife and a child. Okay. Um, I don't think they tested positive. Which Do you know if they had to take um precautions at home to prevent that, or it just couldn't spread? So this person is not really the kind of precaution taken guy. Okay. It. Yeah. Um. So I I was pretty uh, amazed that you know um his wife and kid didn't show symptoms, but. Mm. They could probably be the the kinds that probably asymptomatic and carrying right. it because I highly doubt that um they have like the highest level of um quarant self quarantine discipline. Okay. How old is the kid? Uh, the kid is eighteen to five. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, okay, it is. I think they were saying that um toddlers and young babies were. Um, kind of getting over it kind of quickly. Totally. Mm. I think so. Yeah. I, I, um, I'd have to double check that, though. I heard that, too. And um, young children, too, just, yeah. like, n- not really showing much symptoms. Like so this this um, this kid, like, um, my cousin said that how um, just for, like, two or three days, he had fever, but that was it. It break, and he, like, normal... Yeah, because remember I tell you, it's like a regular coronavirus. It's like a regular cold virus then, but it's just the transmission is a lot more... It's a lot easily, a lot more easily transmitted, much more than the than a regular uh, coronavirus. And uh, if it goes to somebody who is, uh, well, with underlying or pre-existing health conditions then it could be deadly for them or if they don't manage it properly it could get out of hand and the person could then develop like pneumonia or something and then end up dying so it kind of is like a regular cool virus so as long as you stay on top of it you should be okay unless it starts to get unless the lungs end up getting uh really really badly uh infected then you'll need to get hospitalized but as we were talking about, like how to manage it and stuff, though, because it's a regular cold virus, if you if you stay on top of it at home, it shouldn't get out of hand. Because I think I was talking to the gobbler a while back and like, and telling them that they have simple things that you can do, and they work really well. Uh, it's something that I'll do because yeah. uh, a handful of times people cough in my face before this whole pandemic came out. And mm-hmm. I started to get sick, and because of certain things I did, I was able to get over it a lot faster. One of them was I would take a lot of immune boost and stuff, which is kind of hard to get nowadays because people are just panic buying all the immune boosters, mm-hmm. um, echinaceas, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, zinc yeah. supposed to interfere with the RNA structure of viruses. Um, uh, those things help you get over it faster. But apart from that, right, my wife would make sure that I would be doing saltwater goggles a lot more frequently. And okay. saltwater goggles help really, really, really well because they tend to, they act like a kind of antiseptic uh, locally in the throat and they help to sort of wash down the 
uh, if there's any viruses in the upper respiratory tract, they have to kind of wash it into the stomach area where it's not really harmful. The more damage is done in the, in the lungs, really. So doing that often, like I would say about four to five to six times a day would help a lot. Well, drinking a lot of hot teas and that kind of thing would help too. And having paracetamols to reduce the fever would help as well. And that's uh, simple things that you could do to help your body. Oh, and well, sleep and getting a lot of rest too, because those uh, when you sleep and you get that stage three, stage four uh, sleep, that's when the cells in your body they regenerate and they repair the ones that um, the cells that affected they tend to regenerate new cells and that kind of thing so your body is kind of undergoing a healing process when you sleep so a lot of rest will help and well a lot of the right kind of foods do to put in the right kind of nutrition so your body uh managing at its most optimal level and it's simple things like that as long as you're paying attention to it will help you to recover from it much better and not like reach to a point where you might have to get Hospitalized. Why yes. um? Why mm-hmm. hot liquids like teas do? Is it because I would kill the bacteria or whatever in um, your throat? Um, they kind of soothe the throat. Uh, it's not really about the killing the bacteria, but uh, the okay. So the j- just to, to I just want to go to like the washing hands thing, right? Um. Washing your hands, any kind of soap will work because, yeah, the outer layer of the virus is uh, sort of, I think, it's a fatty type of layer. So soap tends to break into it. And apart from that, the mechanical motion of water on the hands, once done effectively, pushes away the virus. So it'll completely wash out from your hands as long as you do it effectively. So it's kind of like the same concept with hot liquids. Uh, the hot liquids suit the throat a little bit better than the cool ones, and they help to kind of wash down anything into the stomach area. And that's as much science as I could give you on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that, that's all that I know off the top of my head. And I mean, I guess psychologically too, these things kind of help you in a sort of placebo effect way. And that's really important for getting over things because a positive mindset does really, really help you to get over something better. It's really amazing how much effect your mind does have on your body psychologically because um, apart from this, it had times when I thought I had it. I think I just had acid reflux and it was probably giving me shortness of breath and I'm starting to panic and think well oh shit again shortness of breath probably have the um virus and it wasn't really that i think there were times where i also kind of gave myself symptoms because my mind just thought i had it and it was just kind of crazy going back thinking about it how much power my mind had over my body Mm. That, that is so true because when I was uh, struggling with coming to terms of being so exposed to this virus, um, I also thought that, you know, um, like uh, like the major sign of it is difficulty breathing. And yeah. I just thinking about that actually felt like, you know, uh, uh, phlegm started to, to, to produce in my throat and I started like kind of 
cough this kind of funny kind of cough and um when i breathe it used to kind of like rattle like uh if you if you know like um yeah no sort of kind of like wheezing or asthma attack yeah Yeah. and i was like oh my god and first i thought it wasn't and i was like no it's because i'm thinking thinking like this and i just like try really hard to just think it's like you know what i'm not going to focus on this i'm just going to focus on this um living my life as normal in the safest way possible in case i do have it <laughs> and um it passed and i was like wow it, it really the, the mind really controls the body it, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like right now it's like a seesaw it just there's this slightest thought could just like throw your body into something else yeah for sure for sure crazy stuff crazy stuff man it is. good stuff good stuff <laughs> We're talking about the podcast and the stuff that you're smoking. Now. <laughs> Boots. <laughs> but, 